Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kermitzos. So excited that you're here. Today is the conclusion episode of the podcasting series, and I'm so grateful that you've been with me throughout this entire series. I hope it has been relevant for you. I hope that you have found little nuggets of beautiful wisdom, amazing strategies amidst the topic of podcasting, whether you are a podcaster or not. Every single one of these women have such beautiful business stories to share, and I hope that you have really gleamed some awesome stuff from them. Once again, I want to make sure that you know about PodFest Expo coming up in March of 2020. I will be there. I'm so excited to see you there. If you have not yet registered, please go do so at podfestexpo.com. It is a gathering of all podcasters, independent podcasters, those of you who are considering podcasting, any content creators. It's going to be an amazing amazing conference. So in October of 2019, I was invited to be the keynote presenter at the very first ever She Podcast Live conference. I chose to share my own podcasting journey to showcase just how imperfect, meandering, and real each of our businesses are. I share about the beginning of Biz Women Rock and how the podcast I launched back in 2014 gave birth to an entire robust business for me. And how in 2018, when we found out we were pregnant with our second baby, everything changed. And ultimately, I share all the beautiful and messy things that have transpired during that transition. Now, I know you heard some of this in my announcement episode just a few weeks ago, where I spoke very candidly about why the Biz Women Rock podcast and the business is going on sabbatical on December 2nd. But there are some extra things within this presentation that I really wanted to bring to you because I'm taking you through seven steps that you can follow to create your own version of success. I hope this episode helps you feel less alone on this business journey and inspired to continue listening to your own voice so you can be the creator of your own story. Sedona, you want to say hi? (laughs) And that's part of mine. I hope you enjoy this episode. My beginning of my journey in podcasting started in 2014. I launched a podcast called Biz Women Rock, as Jess mentioned, and I did it with zero plan. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I just knew at that point what was really important in my life was entrepreneurship. I had at that point run a local entrepreneur's organization with my husband for a few years, and I had fell in love with entrepreneurship. I fell in love with business. And I also was ridiculously passionate about women and being able to empower women and help women and connect women. And so I saw this as the perfect marriage to be able to have those conversations. Over the next couple of years, I experimented a lot, a lot, trying to figure out how do I make this podcast a business? How do I make this podcast something that's part of what I am here to do in the world. And over the years, I developed a pretty darn good business model. I was a private coach for women entrepreneurs who wanted to intentionally grow their businesses. I created and executed masterminds so we women could get together and really help each other so beautifully and purposefully navigate our way through our business growth. 
I did live events. I had a live retreat that I did every single year that I loved. I loved bringing my ladies together to be able to hug them in person, to be able to work on their annual plan, to be able to work on all of those things that were coming up so that they could really step into what they knew was so possible for them. I did a lot of online education, a lot of online education. I had virtual programs. I had a membership site, a regular uh, monthly membership site as well. And I did have a couple of moments of sponsorship as well. And at the end of 2017, I am so, so proud to say that I had grown and finally hit that mark that a lot of startup businesses want to hit, which is I hit my six-figure year. It was so awesome. It felt so good. I was in the juice of this business. I loved being in what I call the seasonal hustle, which is that I loved showing up all the time. I loved being able to connect people. I loved being able to be in my group every single day, show up to my clients all the time, prepare the masterminds, market, do a ton of stuff. I loved it. And as I left 2017 and entered 2018, all I was thinking about was how excited I was to start 2018, because guess what? I created a damn good plan to triple my business. And I'm not talking a hairy-fairy plan. Like, this was a real solid plan to triple my business. And then, <laughs> I got pregnant with my second. In April of 2018, we found out that we were pregnant with our second little girl. And while it was planned, like I planned to get pregnant, but like apparently like the universe didn't listen to the fact that I had other business plans going on for the year. And so, yes, please just let it take a while. No, I'm married to a Greek man. It happened right away both times. <laughs> so we got pregnant right away. And I expected that I would be super happy about the baby. And I was, but what I didn't expect was that I got into a really dark place about what this meant. <clears throat> For my path. I had a beautiful 2018 planned out and in April I was already on my way there. I had these upper level masterminds planned out and already half filled. I had literally just put down the $500 deposit to do my live event in Tampa, Florida for a one-day conference that I knew I could get 100 ladies to. That would then transition into my official coaching program and you know signature program that would be able to launch the next phase of my business. There was so much that was very real. This was not a matter of, it's there, like sure, you're about, you're on the precipice. It wasn't that. I was there, I was in it. And all of a sudden, I get pregnant, and all I can think of is like, oh shit. That doesn't feel good anymore. That doesn't feel right anymore. What do I do? So, I got quiet. For six weeks, I pretty much unplugged from everything. I went radio silent which is really scary if you are like the person who is used to being out there, right? If you're used to showing up every day on social media, if you're used to you know, being out there and supporting your listeners of your podcast, it is really scary. 
I did the bare minimum I needed to do. I showed up for my mastermind members and you know, however many hours a week I needed to, I showed up for my one-on-one clients and literally all the planning that I had done for this mastermind to start the marketing for it and that thing to start marketing, I literally pressed pause. It was terrifying, but I got quiet. And in that quiet time, I just kept hearing these questions like, I don't know, how can this work? How can I make this work? I keep telling myself I'm not gonna slow down my business because of my babies, I can make it all work, I'm superwoman. But guess what, I don't feel really good right now. <laughs> I had horrible, horrible nausea for that first trimester. And guess what, for the first time in my life, I'm 40 years old, and for the first time in my life, I felt dun dun dun, unambitious. <laughs> Which is a total identity crisis for me. I did not want to do anything, and I didn't care. Didn't want to do anything. So instead of making any grand decisions, I just decided, just get quiet, Katie. Just get quiet. And I kept asking myself this other question. Is the path that I'm on right now the right one for me? Which means, does it feel joyful and fulfilling? Does it support a lifestyle that I want and I know I'm about to go into? <coughs> Is it in line with my values and my mission? Does it feel sacred? Does it feel like this is part of what I'm here to do in this world? And I kept asking myself that question. And I would just sit in the silence of asking myself that question. And in the silence, I gave my space, myself space to allow myself to dream. Now I say this one with one big giant caveat. Be very wise about who you, sh you choose to share your dreams with. Yep. When I was 20 years old, I was a senior at Arizona State University. My younger brother, who's a couple of years older, was also at ASU. And he would come over on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and he would park his truck there, and we'd walk over to campus together. And I love my brother. He's amazing. And I remember one day, I was just totally on fire about what I was learning. And I was like, oh my God, Mikey, I'm just, I'm gonna change the world with women. I'm gonna empower women. I'm gonna raise them up. Don't you see? Like the answer to making this world amazing is empowering women, each one individual woman, because she shows up to herself differently. She shows up to her kids differently. She shows up to her community differently. Don't you get it? Women are the way, oh my God. Totally on fire, right? That was, that was my feminism 201 class or something. And he looked at me and he said, man, Kate, I feel sorry for you. And I was like, why? And he said, with such a big dream, you're gonna be so disappointed. My brother is not a jerk. That's probably what's going on in your mind right now. He's an amazing man but he's not the kind of dreamer that I am. At 20 years old, I shut that voice up for almost a decade. I would never share with anyone that I felt so strongly about being able to impact women, never, until I met my husband. He was another dreamer. It was one of the biggest reasons why I fell in love with him. 
And so during this little six-week time of silence, we would go on walks all the time. Like every single day, we were going on a walk. And the poor man had to deal with me one day being like, okay, I could totally make this happen. I'm going to make the masterminds work around the birth. And then probably at like six weeks after birth, I can like totally make it work. And we can come together. And I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make it work. And then the next day, I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm done, I'm done. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom. I'm done with all of it. I don't wanna even, I wanna show up tomorrow. That was when I thought being a stay-at-home mom was actually like the easier of the jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a joke, right? So my husband just listened. He did what every amazing fellow dreamer does. He listened. And he just let me pour my heart out. He let me kind of go through the what ifs and oh my God, and I'm terrified. And then what if, and this, oh my gosh, this could be amazing and everything in between. And after weeks and weeks of that and me feeling exhausted by all of this stuff getting vomited out, he just posed the question to me. What about that meditation idea that you had? See, back in January of 2018, so rewinding just a few months, I had gone to the beautiful Miss Rachel Cook's CEO retreat, who is a phenomenal business strategist, by the way. I'd gone there in January, and I was putting the final pieces of my annual plan together, you know, that plan to triple business, super awesome. And one of the many ideas that I had that I was going to implement was a, a podcast that was Meditations for Women. And I came home and I was bragging to my husband. I was like, check out the plan, this is awesome. Oh, and I, oh yeah, I had this idea of like creating a podcast that's all guided meditations for women. And he literally stopped the car and was like, do it, that's it. So of course I did nothing with it. Because <laughs> he don't know, he don't know my business. So I did nothing with it because it was sort of the outlier. It didn't really fit into like the exact strategy. So now fast forward, April, May, we're going on all these walks and he says, my fellow dreamer, so what about that? And I say, well, what about that? And he says, what about it? That started an entire conversation where dreams started happening. And over the next couple of weeks, we threw around so many ideas of back and forth of what could that be and why would that even be a thing? And there were two big things that I realized. <coughs> Creating guided meditations for women could be the next generation of my desire to impact women. I had been doing it through Biz Women Rock, and I had been doing it in this beautiful niche of women entrepreneurs. But there's a lot of women who are not entrepreneurs. And guess what? I want to impact them. And I knew for me that meditation was not necessarily about meditation and being a meditation coach. I knew that that wasn't it. I knew that meditation was a tool. I knew that meditation was a tool for me to speak to you directly to your heart because you would give me the privilege of listening to my voice and hearing me say, you are beautiful. You are worthy. You are extraordinary. Also, I knew that this could have potential for a business model that was completely different than Ms. Women Rock. I knew I was about to enter a little bit of a nutso stage of mommying. 
with a newborn and with a toddler, I knew, I was like, I can't make, I can't make this up. Like, I know that my time is going to be a little bit more stretched. So what can I do, what can I create that would allow me to not have to be live all the time, to not have to be in the juice of what Biz Women Rock had been? And I knew that it could be a product-based business versus a live business where I needed to show up and I needed to be there and I needed to constantly bring people together. So now that question made sense. What about it? What about that? So the Women's Meditation Network podcast was born. Cut out the noise. Because ladies, let me tell you, as soon as I said, yes, I'm doing this, guess what else came into my head? Who the hell am I to do this? Anyone else feel imposter syndrome ever? Who am I to do that? I'm not a meditate, I'm like not a meditation coach. Somebody asked me yesterday when they saw my Women's Meditation Network name badge, they're like, so what school of meditation are you? I was like, I'm not. <laughs> um, I have been practicing meditation for 20 years. I've been part of group meditations. I've gone to Buddhist centers to be part of meditation series that they have. Every once in a while in my masterminds, I would give a guided meditation. My husband likes to remind me, like, when we first started dating, I would do, like, meditations during sunsets. But, like, I don't have a certificate. I'm not a yogi. Who am I to do a guided meditation? But she did it that way. Well, that girl who, you know, has a business just like Biz Women Rock, that was, look at how successful she is. And here I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about going a completely different direction. What the hell am I doing? That's that version of success. That's what I need to be doing. Oh, the self-doubt. Can I do this? Katie, you are about to enter a season with two little kids. Really? You want to add another podcast? You want to add another podcast to the mix? Sure. Can I actually, can I actually do this? But can I actually do it? Can I actually give my guided meditations in a way that really made the impact that I wanted it to make? So all of the noise, all of the noise. And as a side note, I had to look up the word namaste to make sure it actually meant what I think that it meant. <laughs> and while there are varying definitions, it's pretty much the light in me honors the light in you. My soul sees your soul. And I was like, hell to the yeah, I can get down with that. That's what I think it means. <laughs> But here's what I do know. I kept coming back to this. I am here to help women shine by giving them more confidence, by giving them more clarity about what is right for them, about allowing space for more connectedness. And I have done this my whole life in a gazillion different ways, from friendships to being a mother of two beautiful girls to live events, through Biz Women Rock, through every single person I've ever had on the Biz Women Rock podcast. I've literally done this in some way, shape, or form in every piece of my life. I love this quote by Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. I knew that I am here to help women shine. So what do you know for sure? And how can you allow that knowing to completely eradicate the noise? And maybe it's not a knowing like I know. Like maybe it doesn't feel like, I don't know what my purpose is. 
Maybe it's not that, but maybe your knowing is, that feels good, and that brings me joy. That doesn't feel good. I don't like doing this. What do you know for sure that can cut out the noise? Look fears in the eyes. Oh, the fears. See, because what's underlying all of this noise, all of those things, all of those voices that are happening in your head, what, uh, what is underneath all of it are fears. You want to know what I feared? Lack of money. My business was a significant contributor to our household. And all of a sudden, I knew, I'm not, you know, I'm not ignorant. I don't think that I can bring a whole other podcast on and think that I can still run at the max capacity on everything else. So I knew that that would have a financial impact. And I knew that I was literally starting a startup. Oh my God, are we gonna be, be able to pay our bills? Can I, even, can I pay my business bills? Not good enough. Oh my God, this is huge. <coughs> I'm not good enough. I'm terrified I'm not gonna be good enough giving guided meditations. There are a gazillion other people who give guided meditations that are probably better than me. I'm not smart enough. I don't know what namaste means. I can't give a chakra meditation. I know I need to go learn that at some point. Like, I, that ain't me. Am I enough? Who am I to do this? Failure. I'm terrified that this is going to be a very public start and then a very public fail. Terrified of that. What if it fails? What if, what if it falls flat on its face? And... The thing that I continue to be surprised about, about how real this is, is the failure of success. If I'm successful in business, I'm obviously not a good mom because that means I don't spend enough time with my kids because I'm way too busy being successful in my business. If I'm successful, that means I'm more visible, which means I'm open to criticism, which means I can get hurt, which means that my kids can get hurt. There is some real fears there of visibility. And that oftentimes keeps us all so small. But I do know this. Facing our fears dissolves their power so that love, your heart, your joy, what's right for you, can shine through. And I have a picture of my husband here because I'm reminded of a story. So we, like, courted each other for, like, five months. That story, by the way, is margarita-worthy, so catch me later on tonight. Um, and it culminated into this moment in May of 2009? 2009. Um, it culminated in this moment of May of 2009 where we're lying on my bed, fully clothed, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll tell you about the night before drinks. Um, we're fully clothed, and we have been like working up to like we're sort of doing that dance. I call it the dance of intimacy. You know, like we're trying to figure out like, do we like each other? Do we not? And we're sitting on the bed and I just remember saying, I really like you and I'm terrified that you're gonna leave me. I'm scared that I'm too much for you. I'm scared that you're gonna love me and then you're gonna decide you don't love me and leave me like most every guy in my past has ever done. I just was like, here are my fears. And he said, I really like you, and I'm really scared that you're going to distract me from what I really want to do in business, which is part of my heart and what I want to do in this world, because that's sort of been my past. 
And guess what happened after we actually said all that? Besides the kissy kissy part. <laughs> it dissolved. And we have been together ever since. There was no conversation of like, ooh, are we a couple now? How many months do we need to wait in? Wait, do we need to wait in order to move in together? It was none of that. It just dissolved and all that was there was love. Marilyn Ferguson has this great quote. Ultimately, we know that the other side of every fear is freedom. Look your fears in the eyes. And then be brave and take inspired action. My husband wrote a book called Start Ugly recently. It's a gorgeous, very easy to read parable that really depicts this concept of starting ugly. We had an amazing presentation uh, yesterday about being your mess. Where are you? Where are you, girl? Thank you. About being your mess, right? And like understand your perfectionism and how messed up this perfectionism is and how we gotta get beyond that perfectionism. And the concept behind Start Ugly is like you have to start and it's going to be ugly. How many of you who have been podcasting are ashamed of episode number one? <laughs> yes! I sort of say jokingly, but kind of seriously, like if you're not ashamed of your first episode, you ain't doing it right. You have to start ugly. I love this concept because it gives you permission to start and understand that part of your entire journey requires you to start so you can continue to create and evolve and shift and change and grow. So this is what my podcast looked like when it came out of July of last year. You can see that it was a completely different name. It was called Meditation for Women. I had it part of the Women's Meditation Network because at that time my thought was, I'm gonna build out a whole podcast network called the Women's Meditation Network, but I'm gonna start with this one show and then I'm gonna have like 20 shows. It's gonna be meditation for women, meditation for babies, meditation for mamas, meditation for headaches, and a gazillion things, right? So I was like, I'm just gonna start with this one show, start ugly. I had my face on it because I was like, I don't, I, it, I can't even think of any sort of like visual, you know, to have on there right now. So let's just start with that. I showed up to a podcasting event knowing I need to get this show just live before that event. So this is what I had, no website, very little of a following of people to listen and a graphic that was just okay. That doesn't really look meditative at all. <laughs> that was like the softest, you guys will appreciate this. This is like the softest and most calm of the pictures that I've ever taken. <laughs> They're usually like, <laughs> so I was like, we're gonna have to go with it, let's go. This was my second iteration. I finally took my face off of there because I knew that I wanted the, the whole podcast, I wanted all the meditations, the brand to be bigger than me. I didn't want it to be, I didn't, very different than Biz Women Rock, which was very reliant on my personality. I wanted, I wanted to be the guide when somebody comes in to this network. I wanted to just be their guide. And then fast forward, my baby, my newborn baby was now three or four months old. And I was like, I cannot even conceptualize having more than one show. I, this whole network idea is bonkers. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, so what can I do with this? Uh, because meditation for women, I was like, that works, but it doesn't. But I love that Lotus logo. <laughs> love the Lotus logo. <clears throat> so I made the very big executive decision to change the entire brand to Women's Meditation Network. Let me just 
stop for a moment. That is three brand changes in less than a year and a half. That's totally starting ugly, but I could not have gotten to this place without starting first. So I absolutely was brave and took very inspired and imperfect action. Now I knew that there were only a few things that I could focus on. So here's what I focused on. Number one, phenomenal content. Always, we get that as podcasters. It has to be phenomenal. I knew that I needed my meditations to be relatable. My, my distinguishing factor is that because I'm not like the meditation guru, the titles of my meditations are called You're Extraordinary, A Daily Reminder, Live in the Moment, You Are a Goddess, You're in a Fight with Your Spouse, that was one early on, <laughs> Let Go of Shame, Shield Yourself from Toxic People. They were very like, oh yeah, mommy needs a time out. That's a meditation too. Like they were all just very like, yes, I feel that way. Or yes, I want to feel that way. Yes, play. And I did that very intentionally because I wanted them to be relatable. Number two, I knew that I could focus on one social media platform. Just one. I didn't have the time for 12,000. I, I knew I wasn't going to even attempt to do it all. And because Biz Woman Rock has, had already been so established on Facebook, and I knew that platform really well, of course I chose an entirely different platform. <laughs> so, honestly, because I really wanted to learn it, and I wanted to see what I could do differently, so I chose Instagram. And I just said, great, my only number one uh, marketing tactic here and strategy here is just to build a following of ladies who connect and resonate with this brand. Number three, intentional marketing. And I want to be clear what I mean by that. I am not, any of you who have ever been in the space of my Biz Women Rock community know that I hate this idea of spaghetti on the wall marketing. Let's try a thousand things because I feel like we need to do all of them. Uh -uh. It is about what intentional marketing can you do? What do you love doing? And where is your listenership already? So immediately I went over to Insight Timer. How many of you are familiar with Insight Timer? Ma the largest meditation app. Millions and millions and millions of people go there to listen to meditation. So guess what? That's where I went to become a teacher and put some of my episodes up on there. I still, that's probably one of the biggest places that people find out about me and then go subscribe to my podcast. My Spotify ad or my Spotify numbers at watching my metrics, my Spotify downloads are more than every other platform together, combined, including Apple. My Spotify numbers are that big. So I do Spotify ads. And I continue to see, like, what do I need to do with Spotify? Overcast ads, another really great platform to be able to, do, to, to pay for ads to bring subscribers over to you. And to do collaborations with other podcasters who are providing great meditations to be able to introduce audiences to each other. And number four, I was very clear about this, what are non-live ways that I can make money and make a business out of this? And while I want to say, state here very clearly, you don't have to make a business out of your podcast, please understand that that's part of me. That's part of how I want to live a purpose in this world. And so um, I know that with a 10-month-old and a four-year-old, I mean, like, 
one day we got sickness. I can't commit to like two o'clock every day for 21 day challenge. Like I can't do that. That's just not my lifestyle right now. So how can I create products and services that allow me to create them when I can on my time and then people can access them whenever they, they need to. So those are my only four focuses. So once you choose your focus, you're gonna to start to get confirmation that you're on the right track. <coughs> my Women's Meditation Network has been live for almost a year and a half, and I'm averaging about 40,000 downloads a month. Wow. I wanna put this in perspective for you, which, yeah, numbers, yes, great, one of the many metrics, right? I wanna put this in perspective for you. My biz women rock, and I really, um, I want to say very vulnerably that I have been very scared to ever share my numbers of Biz Women Rock because I feel like people think it's a lot bigger than what it is. My Biz Women Rock, after six years, almost six years of podcasting, averages is about six to 7,000 downloads a month. That's not bad. So when I saw 40,000, I was like, what? Hello. I think I'm on the right path. Okay. I put time and intention into Instagram. And as of yesterday, I have over 21,000 ladies who follow me and love what I put out there. And I am constantly getting messages of, thank you for putting this inspiring stuff out in the world. And it's not just about my podcast. My Instagram is not just about the podcast episodes, but it's about all of it. The good, the light, you're amazing, like all of this good stuff, right? I get emails very frequently. This one is from a lady in Australia that I got a month ago who said, Katie, I would really, really appreciate a, po a podcast episode, a meditation about feeling safe. She says, I was really horribly sexually abused when I was young and I find it so hard to fall asleep now. Because even though in my mind I know that, that no one's gonna hurt me, like the real life boogeyman actually did come into my room for many, many years. And I have a really hard time falling asleep. So I stay up all night and I have four kids. So like that, that, that doesn't work. Can you please help me? And I was like, oh my God, like bawling tears. And she said, she said, I want to tell you that you are that motherly voice in my head telling me how amazing I am that I never heard. That's confirmation. I'm doing the right thing here. And then I get shout outs every single day <laughs> on Instagram. People, I have probably like half a dozen women who literally listen to a meditation of mine every single day. You can see this is mommy needs a time out. And I'm listening, I'm asking them what they wanna hear and then I'm making a you are safe meditation. Um, this is April who asked for, she runs a mommy's group and she's like, can you, I, I asked her, I was like, give me, you know, she was uh, shouting me out every day. I was like, what kind of meditations do you need? And she gave me a couple of ideas and I was like, all right, girl, here you go. This one's live for you. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah, because how many mommies need a time out? Yeah, relatable. What confirmation are you getting that you're on the right track? With those kinds of numbers, I found myself in a space that I had never been in before with Biz Women Rock. I could actually do like traditional advertising and thank God, I know Heather Osgood, where are you? With True Native Media, who was like, oh, yes, we can work together. Like I, there are definitely people who want to get in front of women. And this is the best part. There's so many times with sponsorships and advertising that you can feel like, ew, that's kind of yucky. I am so 
proud of the advertisers that I get to share. It's Lola who creates feminine, high, feminine products, tampons, pads, liners for women for all, with all natural product, right? It's Care Of, a subscription for um, uh, vitamins and all this sort of stuff. Like it's really cool product that I'm like, hell yes, native deodorant for women. Like, like products that I'm thoroughly proud to be able to promote. I, I produced a sleep collection, the Peaceful Sleep Collection. So for 10 bucks on Apple or wherever you want to listen to it, you can get three long guided meditations that will help you fall asleep. Because guess what the number one downloaded episode on my show is? For sleep, relax your body into sleep. So for those of you who need help sleeping, here's a beautiful collection for you. And then just this earlier this week, I just launched my very first seven day meditation challenge. Seven days every day you get an email from me that has a guided meditation for it. So whether you're new or whether you've been in it forever, like doesn't matter, you just can get in the habit of meditating. So these are, these are pockets of revenue that are 100% aligned with the lifestyle that I'm living right now and that I want to create. It ain't always pretty and it's showing perfect. This is me the day before I started sleep training. Very seriously, because that is no joke sleep deprivation. No joke, like I'm going crazy sleep deprivation. That was the text I sent to my husband probably for the 87th time, like I am so tired. This is me podcasting in my car because my house with two kids and three birds is ridiculously loud. And I kind of have this podcast that really needs intense quiet. So my poor producer, I was like, Danny, I'm so sorry, it's gonna be in the car. Do you guys see the pop filter hanging off of my dashboard right there? I, and I'm like praying, please don't let the garbage truck come right now. Please don't let the garbage truck come right now. This is the realities of podcasting. And then this is me pumping here at this conference three times a day, right? Like on point, because that's what we do. It is not pretty, it is not perfect. I am showing you highlights of a ton of stuff that is messy behind the scenes. And it's real. And it's my journey that I get to decide and I get to create and I get to figure out. Say goodbye to what no longer serves you. I'm gonna say what's true for me and if you as women as a whole want to agree with me, that's totally cool. I tend to think that when I get handed one more thing or I could take this thing on or I could take this thing on, I could take it all on, I could take it all on and I get really used to having a lot of stuff on my shoulders and I forget that I actually have to delete a few of those things in order to be effective, in order to be really aligned. When I launched the Women's Meditation Network, I truthfully did not know what would happen with Biz Women Rock. And I just sat in it for a long time until I got the clarity that said, close everything down except for the private coaching. Focus on the private coaching. I, I shut down any plans that I had for those masterminds. I shut down the plan for the live event. I shut down the plan for the signature course. I shut it all down so that I could only focus on the private coaching. And that for me meant a couple of things. Number one, it's the thing that I love doing the most. And number two, it, it lent itself to being uh, a good enough revenue stream that would continue to allow me to do what I wanted to do. 
And I found in that first phase of doing that that it reignited my love for private coaching. I loved it. And so for many, many, many months, I continued to like keep the machine going for private coaching clients. I got brilliant and launched a one-year coaching plan, well, a one-year coaching program, so that I, that would start after I came out of maternity leave, so that I would, of course, have 10 clients who would pay me X amount of dollars per month for an entire year, so guess what I would not have to worry about anymore? And I focused really hard on the marketing for that, and I got two women in that program. And I'm so grateful that I got two women in that program. Because what's happened since my baby was born in December is that life got really intense. <laughs> really intense. <laughs> in ways that I didn't even comprehend or couldn't even plan for. Even though I felt like as a mother of one, I was like, okay, I got it. I know it's gonna be intense. Momming was just intense and has been really intense. This is a really intense mommy season. Not good or bad, it just is, it's, it's real, it's hands on. And I've taken up so much more responsibility of mommying. My husband's business at the same time is like completely taken off, which in agreement meant that I was taking on a lot more responsibilities of the household, more stuff. My in-laws moved down to Florida this summer, and that has actually meant a lot of caregiving. My 74-year-old father-in-law has Parkinson's. They're both immigrants. They have been needing a lot of caregiving to help navigate the medical system in a new state. That's been my responsibility. My body has been a little wonky ever since baby number two. I've had some very serious, but not serious, but more annoying serious, issues with hips and back and knees that actually take time and energy to figure out. So all of a sudden, I went from pre-baby having a really nice cadence of how business and babies work together to new baby with a newborn and a toddler, two businesses, and a whole lot of other things that were now <laughs> taking up my time. <laughs> and I realized and chose that my business and therefore my purpose through my business, I was allotting 10 to 20% of my time. So it became very clear to me what needs to go. What needs to go? And even in the things that I choose to keep, what do I do, what do I not do? What are the priorities, what are not the priorities? So this is the first time I'm publicly announcing that Biz Woman Rock is going on a sabbatical as of December of 2019. Thank you. I'm appreciative that that's your response because my response is crying. This is my nice way of actually saying, like, I'm shutting it down. Earlier this morning, we heard Elsie talk about how it's okay if your podcast has been going for a long time, all of a sudden changes and shifts or stops. And girls, the noise. The noise in my head, what will everyone think? I'm a total failure, I totally failed because look at that business over there and look at that, look at her, look at her, look at her, all these people. And I was in it, is this me sabotaging myself? Oh my God, I'm totally sabotaging myself. I'm trying, I'm getting, I'm getting pulled over by bright shiny object syndrome, what am I doing? Like all the noise, right? Which meant I had to get quiet again, go meditate and figure out what was right for me, what do I need to let go of? 
and my beautiful friend, Carrie Cott of the Universe Made Me Do It. Where'd you go? We were sitting down for breakfast one day, and she said, I said, oh, I'm talking about how much I love meditation because you get to be quiet and listen. And she says, yes, and you get to decide what you actually want. It's not just about listening for the messages and what's right, what's not. Like, you actually get to decide. And I was like, huh, okay. I want ease. And for those of you who do interview shows, you know, no matter how much automation you have on the back, it's intense. It takes up time. And with a very short amount of time that I have to do work in my weekday, that was taking up a giant chunk of it. So I was like, it's done for now. So what do you need to say goodbye to? I am here to give you permission to say goodbye to it. And it doesn't need to be forever. You could say it's going on sabbatical, just like I'm saying, with always the potential to come back up. But what do you need to undo? What do you need to let go of? Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's tasks that you're doing. Maybe it's unfollowing people who don't bring up good stuff in you. Maybe it's, maybe it's getting out of all of the stuff out there that doesn't make you feel so good about yourself. What do you need to let go of to make room for what is? And what is potential for you? Just when the caterpillar thought her life was over, she turned into a butterfly. The squirrel does not judge the butterfly. The caterpillar does not even judge the butterfly. Did you get that? In the moment, you are meant to fly. And you have to let yourself evolve in order to do that. But in order to do that, you've got to stay here and listen. What is right for you right now? You are getting so many ideas all weekend long. So many strategies that are coming at you. And guess what? Every single one of them is amazing and will work. But you need to decide what is right for you right now. In accordance with what's important to you and what your values are and what your lifestyle dictates right now. Own your journey. What is that voice telling you? Let it drown out all of those other voices in your head. Let it get loud and drown out what anyone else might actually say about you. Their journey is not yours and none of their business. Your journey is not theirs and none of your business. What is she telling you about what is right for you right now? Just listen. So these tenets of creating your own journey, creating your own version of success, get quiet, allow yourself to dream, cut out the noise, look fear in the eyes, be brave and take inspired action, say goodbye to what no longer serves you and own your journey. It is not linear. This is not a course where you go through module one and then you've dealt with the fears. And then you go through module two and then you're good, you've got the plan. And then you go through module three and you're dreaming. That's not how this works. This works like women work. 
<laughs> cyclical in nature. Because when, when you take any action, I promise you the noise is gonna come. It's time to deal with the fear. And then it's, you might need to get quiet in there too. My journey is not over. I am always in the middle of my journey. Always, and so are you. There is no place to get to. That vision that you had in our earlier meditation, that's just one version of what possibly is. Don't get so stuck to it. As you know, obviously, I'm a big believer in getting quiet and utilizing the tool of meditation in order to help you really hear her, hear her voice so that you know what you need to do now, what you need to do next, what you need to prepare for. So as a little thank you, I'm giving you guys my seven-day meditation challenge for free. All you have to do is use the She Podcast code when you go. Whether you are new to meditation and you're like, oh, I've tried to meditate, whatever, it doesn't work, or you're like, I keep hearing about meditation, maybe, or your meditation goddess already, I promise you these are going to be refreshing, very easy to do. Just press play and let me guide you. Because my hope and my purpose is that tuning into yourself through the tool of meditation will allow you to be the leader of your own journey. And how much flippin' energy will we stop wasting when we truly listen to our own voice along this journey? And just go. You have all the answers already. Every single one of you do. You do not need somebody else to tell you what to do. You already know. Just listen to her. Thank you and namaste.